When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What they know about them Texas boys. You're listening to the most dangerous show in Texas. Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn. Wherever you are, however you may be listening, it is now Fight Night. Welcome to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn and hornfm.com. I'm your host, Eddie Cross. You can find me on Twitter at EddieExperience, one E in the middle. And joining me as almost always... Back from vacation with a tan and nipple piercings, Mr. Jordan Wahlberger. Jordan, I didn't know they did that in Utah. Well, Eddie, it's a good thing that I was I in the, the Las tan, Vegas. Yeah. I meant, yeah. They oh, definitely yeah. do that in Las Vegas. Oh, definitely, yeah. Well, that well, explains it all. How did you know? Eddie, it's great to see you. It's great to be back. Uh, I'm, I'm refreshed. I'm rejuvenated. And I'm, I'm getting ready to go again. So I've been in Las Vegas. What? I've been in Utah and now I'm going to California, so I got to get on a plane tomorrow, and I've got to get out of Texas again. Uh, I'm going to cool. Santa Monica. Are you going to like every West Coast state? Are you going to hit Oregon and Washington too? I might actually be in Washington in August, so uh, you know I'll, I'll keep you posted. Oh, good Lord. Well, guys, you can follow us at Fight Night ATX on Twitter, <laughs> on Instagram, on Facebook. Look you can forward find to doing more wrestling shows at nonstop. I and mean, Eddie, sometimes you just need to step up and, and do a show by yourself. The people, oh man, I can't listen to myself. The people deserve to hear you. No, no, they don't. Well, they probably do deserve it, but I don't deserve to have to do that. The people want to hear you. They want to hear Eddie Cross solo. No one wants that. Eddie, I've, I've been traveling. I've, I've been with family. I've been on vacation. I've been working all over the place, and it's been uh, and, and I got to go do some more. But it's 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 been fun. I've been watching fights. I have been buying sports cards. So the UFC just came out with their select cards. I bought a box, and wouldn't you know? The very first card I pulled was this ultra rare uh, special Patty Pimblet silver card. Patty the Batty. Patty the Batty. Now, you would think that, Jordan, oh, did you sell that card? I said, no, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. We got UFC London coming up this week. Patty the Batty versus Las Vegas's Jordan Levitt. Now, you would think that me, you know, my wife from uh, Las Vegas, I would want Jordan Levitt to win this week. I don't. I, want, I mean, purely financial reasons, I want Patty the Batty. Uh, that was the very first card I saw. The second card, Eddie, I sent this to uh-huh. you, a Khabib Nurmagomedov autograph to number to 99. Pretty cool card. What upset me about that when you said, you're, you're telling me that I kind of guessed the uh, price. And I guess Khabib way higher than what the apparent valuation is. Yeah. And that's ridiculous. Not only is he a Hall of Famer. It's autographed, yeah, and it's like half of what Patty is. Are you kidding me? Yeah, we'll see. So we'll see how the how pad the Patty goes. But I actually sold the uh, the Khabib card already. It paid for the whole box itself. Uh, I've sold it for three hundred dollars, and and it sold on and uh, paid for the box. And I sold some other cards too. So that's even before the Patty has even left me. So uh, it's exciting to, uh, to eBay, buy these cards. Right? Yeah, we're just uh, on Facebook on eBay. Uh, you know, okay. it's it's fun to buy cards to and then sell them to kind of support uh, your cards. Uh, I'll tell you who I am uh, who I am buying and not selling though. I'll give you a hint. Eddie Cross. Not one. Well, I'm, I'm definitely buying. I'm never buying on, in on Eddie Cross. This Come is actually on. not a fighter. Uh, a little guy who's got a little dog in him, Eddie. I don't know if you know who this is. Zach Wilson. 
the legend Zach Wilson <laughs> up in uh, in New York. Did you know that after the news of Zach Wilson came out this weekend, if you don't know, look it up. Uh, after the news of Zach Wilson came out, more bets were taken in in the month of July for Zach Wilson to win MVP this year than Patrick Patty Mahomes, uh, than like Aaron Rodgers, than Tom Brady. People okay, th- see, people think that this has something to do with football. That's what I. That's what I mean when I say people deserve to have to listen to me for forty-five minutes, because they're idiots, and what they say a fool and his money is soon parted. Yeah. Zach Wilson may have won the offseason. He's not one of the the actual season MVP. Well, he definitely won Twitter when he came back and said, "Hey, what I miss?" Yeah, that was great. So, phone has uh, been out of service. That what was I miss? that was pretty funny. So, Eddie, what are you up to? It's been a couple of weeks since I actually have talked to you. Man, all this college realignment stuff, it got in my head and. I've been paying attention to recruiting and stuff more and more. So I finally did it. I went out and I bought myself an Xbox Series X. Okay. Now, you're, you're saying, Eddie, I don't know the there's correlation. no college football game. First off, there's no college football game, but it's supposed to be back next summer. So I figured, you know, I'll play some Madden, uh, play with my Bears, see how Justin Fields can run around on a video screen. But the thing arrives from Amazon, and it's the wrong one. Okay, is it the is it the white smaller one, XS? No, not not even that. It was the Xbox One X instead oh. of the Xbox Series X. I sent it back the very next morning. I'm still waiting on my refund. I'm upset, and I it made me miss Prime Day with all my refund money. So there's that. But I did do a good deed, Jordan. I did a lot of cleaning last week. Did a lot of laundry, and. Can you guess how many T-shirts I took to Goodwill? So first off, you're saying you did a good, w- good deed by throwing away your trash and giving to other people. No, giving my, my trash away. Uh, you Not probably, just throwing it you away. You probably gave away. Uh, I'm going to guess in just 311 shirts alone, you gave probably you know, 55 shirts away. First off, why would I give away a 311 shirt? Well, first off, Eddie, I've seen you. You're, you're a lot different weight than where you were you know, <laughs> even just a year ago. So. But aren't we all? Okay, you got me there. I did give away like two or three. How many shirts but, total? No, 30 t-shirts. Yeah, that's a lot. And my drawers are still packed full. I know. It, it's ridiculous, man. Well, I also went to Goodwill really over delicious. the weekend, so. Yeah? Yeah. Did you buy a 311 shirt? <laughs> there was not one there. Not one there that would, uh, that would fit me. So I don't think, we, I don't think we, we are in the same neighborhood, so I don't think we go to the same uh, Goodwill. Uh, so. You're right. I'm, I'm nowhere near the uh, compoundish neighborhoods. Of uh, Marble Falls? No, I'm not in Marble Falls. I'm Leander, bro. Well, close enough. Well, Eddie, Saturday afternoon. Saturday afternoon, it was fights on ABC. And wouldn't you know, they they brought back the Yellow Jacket. Well, maybe if you don't, maybe if you don't skip a show this week, Eddie, and go just talk wrestling and not give the people what they want. Like Dave Batista out there, give me what I want. You're not out there giving the people an hour-long show of just Eddie Cross. You would have known that it was an 11 o'clock start time. That it well, was Jordan, if you hadn't cut me off, I would have told you, it's not the early start, it's the early finish. I didn't know what to do with myself the rest of Saturday night. I'm a hermit. I don't go out anymore. So was, there's no calling the buddies to go out and hit the bar to, to watch UFC. It's like, oh, UFC's over by like 4 o'clock. What do I do now with the rest of my, my Saturday? I don't know. No college football. So, you don't have an Xbox so, to play. Yeah, so I ended up watching uh, the World Track and Field Championships, which I'm a huge track fan anyway. So that actually worked out well. There you go. Well, um, unfortunately, US man swept the hundred. There you go. Uh, unfortunately for all of us, UFC on ABC three ended on a little bit of a low note. 
right? Oh. We were excited. We were ready for Yair Rodriguez versus Brian Ortega. This was going to be a fight that could determine who was going to be the next challenger to the champion, Alexander Volkanovsky. Uh, there was other good fights, you know. I wanted to see Lauren Murphy versus Misha Tate. I wanted to see yeah. the karate hottie, Michelle Waterson. Uh, Sue Majeri. I didn't want to see that one. I wanted to see him. I thought that he was a, uh, uh, you know, a, a good prospect. And then Shane Burgos, man. We know that Shane Burgos brings it. And, you know, he's a local guy, so he was going to bring it in that fight. Uh, I wasn't ready for what I got overall. There were some great fights, great finishes. And we saw that with the number of bonuses that the UFC gave out. So you know that the UFC thinks it's a good night when they give out more than one or, or more than two, excuse me, performance bonuses. So they gave right. the fight of the night to Matt Schnell versus Sue Majeri. Uh, we'll get to that. That was amazing. Uh, but the performance Correct. of the nights go to Amanda Lemos, Lee Jing Lang, uh, Punaheli Soriano, Ricky Simone, Bill Algio, and Dustin Jacoby. And all those were, were actually really good finishes. And I'm surprised that they actually, you know, gave some love to the guys on the prelims. Because normally Dana just skips over those guys like they don't have bills to pay. Well, I mean, he, they the did do that guys. right in Austin as well. They've done that a few times now this summer where yeah. they've given to all the guys who get finishes. Now, you know, one person who's missing, uh, Yard Rodriguez doesn't get a bonus for finishing Brian Ortega. And the way that yeah, it finished, well. right? So that fight ended with a first-round shoulder injury. It was ugly. Brian Ortega's shoulder, you could visibly, you could see it pop out of place when he was, it looked like he was trying to escape. Was it the armbar or trying to escape the guilt, uh, like the, the uh, triangle? It was uh, kind of a triangle armbar, yeah. And so, you know, you could see his, his arm, and, and immediately he, he goes, he grabs his shoulder. Yair Rodriguez does not follow up, and the fight's over. The fight's called. Um, you you got to feel like Yair kind of felt it come out, and I don't know what that's like <laughs> to just know that you just pulled someone's shoulder out of socket. But he did a very gentlemanly. It was actually a very gentlemanly uh, sportsmanlike card. Yeah, where he stopped when he did that, and Michelle Watterson, you know, admitted that she tapped out and did not keep fighting, even though the ref didn't see it. Yeah, no, it was. It was. I mean, it was unfortunate, right? Because, gosh, I, I, I thought Yair Rodriguez, Rodriguez was actually. Your Brian Ortega, he said that he was winning every minute of the fight. I actually thought your Yair Rodriguez was landing mm. the tougher shots. Um, both of them were cut. Yair Rodriguez did have that cut under the eye. Brian Ortega, I think he was also cut as well. But overall, I mean, it was. I, we were no way into knowing who was going to win that fight at that point. No, it wasn't. no. And, and Yair Rodriguez, obviously, you know, he wants to keep that fight. He doesn't want to go to the ground with Brian Ortega, with T-City. He doesn't want to go with Triangle City down there. That, that That's not what you want to do. No, but I think he did a – well, you don't want to be on the bottom, definitely, but I think he did a good job. Um, Popping his shoulder out of place. Damned. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So maybe just because his, his position was that tight, maybe that's why. It can't just be that, you know – Ortega moved and his shoulder popped. Rodriguez had him tightly, and he was pulling out, and his body kept going, and his arm didn't. Yeah, Yair Rodriguez before the fight had said that the UFC was going to promise him that if he got a win here, he would fight Alexander Volkanovsky next. And you saw that right when the fight started, you saw Volkanovsky tweet like the little eyeballs emoji that hey, mm -hmm. I'm watching. And so he was obviously interested to see what was going to happen. But you know, you got to figure out like what is the UFC going to do? You have Yard Rodriguez who is only on a one fight win streak. You know, he has that loss to Max Holloway back in November. You got Josh Emmett, who would be furious, right? He'd be furious if he doesn't get a title shot. He's won five in a row. It. I got two words for you, Josh Emmett. Yeah, and if you're going to have to run this one back. Josh Emmett. Yeah, but I don't know if you can run this back because does Brian Ortega need surgery? How long is Brian Ortega going to be? Is it as simple as just to pop your shoulder back in a place like they did in Warrior and get the guy back out there? Or is it like something that's going to have some issue? So I think we have to wait. And to can see. you really give Rodriguez a title shot after this kind of win? Gosh, I mean, you have a loss and then you have a, 
you know, an injury. It, it's funny. Yeah. Speaking of Josh Emmett, right? So Josh, Josh Emmett, Emmett told man. us in Austin that, hey, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be front row at UFC 276 when the trilogy happens between Alexander Volkanovsky and Max Holloway. We come to find out that's not the case that happened. Josh Emmett was there. But the UFC did not put him anywhere near the cage. They actually, no. Josh Emmett, you're right, Faber has told people who trains with Josh Emmett that Josh Emmett was upset that they actually put him up in, like, in the nosebleeds. They didn't put him anywhere near the cage. They, so it makes you think, like, what do they think of Josh Emmett? Hey, let me tell you, Josh Emmett, I know that feeling. <laughs> that's true. Eddie does know that feeling. <laughs> um, but we also, but the thing is, like, that's not good. Because if you think that's the same, we know what the UFC thinks of you. So hopefully right. they don't think the same of Josh Emmett. So uh, Dana White just did a couple say, old short bald guys and they're just like crapping on all over us. Yeah. All uh, over us. You need a head of hair like this over here, Eddie. Uh, Dana White <laughs> was asked about it. And obviously after the fight, he's, he said he's not sure yet. So I, I tend to agree with you, though. I, I can't see how you give him a title shot after a win like that. And maybe you do run it back and maybe you go Josh Emmett. But gosh, that was a uh, not a satisfying way to finish the night. It really wasn't. And. Even if you want to go down to the co-main event. Yeah, let's go there. Now, the way that it ended was so anticlimactic that it just really leaves you with a kind of a, uh, feeling. You know, you couldn't see the tap. Everyone could see that the position that Watterson was in. Sorry, Watterson Gomez was in. But then you don't really see what happens. Referee doesn't step in. All of a sudden, they just stop fighting. Yeah. Amanda Lemos just kind of lets go. Right, she lets yeah. go of the of the uh, of the choke, and you're like, "Oh, is is Michelle Watterson getting out?" And then you're like, "Oh, wait, the fight's over." Yeah, exactly. And so the last two last two fights on the card really left a lot to be desired, even though everything before that was actually pretty good. Yeah, and, and just real quick, just on Lemo, uh, you know, she had just come off that loss over Jessica Andrade, and, and this was after a chance for her to get back in the win streak. Uh, Watterson actually won the first round on two of the three scorecards. Uh, and obviously, this, this the guillotine came in. Watterson was going for a takedown. Uh, as she shoots in, she gets captured in that uh, in that guillotine, then, and then the fight ends on the ground there. When uh, it, was a tight, I, it was a tight choke. I hate to say it, but it's probably the best-case scenario for Michelle because she hasn't done great against the killers higher up in the division. And Amanda, Amanda Lemos is a killer. She's got great power. And... Michelle hasn't done great against the bigger, stronger ladies. Even though she's apparently put on some weight and put on some muscle, I don't think it's enough yet. She still needs to be uh, an atom weight. Yeah. Uh, just real quick, Li Jing Lang, he defeated uh, Muslim Salikov. Uh, Ooh, that was a good Second one. round TKO, but the fight I want to talk about, man, Matt Schnell. That oh fight. God. So Sue Majeri coming into this fight, like I was excited for him. Like I, I had seen, obviously, I have, I have some of his cards, so I, I wanted him to do well. But he was, you know, a prospect that people were really high on. And Matt Schnell came in there. This was a back and forth fight, the second round, where he was hitting him with some short elbows, which like wobbled Matt Schnell, where he was like, you're like, how is he still standing? I thought that it was, you know, Sue Majeri was coming in a little bit more, try to continue with those short elbows as really trying to just kind of finish him. And that's what really opened up that, that opportunity for Machinel to, to take him to the ground and then to get that, that choke. And then even when he was on the ground, right, Superjury gets back on top, and then finally he gets that, uh, he chokes him out. Uh, it was a uh, triangle choke, but he was, you know, out, out, out. Well, you know what it is? Machinel's got that thug jitsu in him. I did see, I did see Eve Edwards in there. Yeah, he's got Eve Edwards in the corner, and he's got, man, this reminded me so much of Czech Congo and Pat Berry. Mm-hmm. Just you think he is gone, and just you're just waiting for the ref to stop, jump in and stop it. And then all of a sudden, the thing just flips. And I think they said in the moment, Schnell was a uh, plus, plus 3,000. 3, yeah, I saw that. Plus, that's ridiculous, dude. I bet it, actually. I bet, but, I bet $1,000 on it. 
No, you didn't. No, I did, I did not. Your wife would have kicked you out of the I house. That, that wouldn't happen. But, but Suma, Suma, Suma Jerry. Suma Jerry. I hate comparing people, but he reminded me of a flyaway John Jones. Just his length and the way he was actually using his length and then the way he would step in with the elbows. I'm like, if he continues the way he's going and just eliminates that one small mistake where he got caught enough to, or he got stunned enough for Chanel to jump on him, he's going to go places. You know, what's, what's really actually really exciting about this card, um, Eddie, is that if you look at this card up and down, you look at uh, Shane Burgos, ranked 14th. Jack Shore was ranked 14th. Ricky Simone was ranked 13th. Uh, you go to, uh, at Flyweight, you had Suma Jerry. He was ranked 12th. Matt Schnell was ranked 8th. We had ranked fighters. Dustin Jacoby, he's ranked 14th, or excuse me, 15th at, uh, at light heavyweight. Up and down this card, we had Li Jing Lang. We had guys that are just ranked, right, in the top 15. And it's, mm. it's, it's this new young class of fighters. We're going to talk about them a little bit later. And, and you know, Dustin Jacoby, I know he, this is the second tour he fought in 2011. But, you know, the, I think UFC's in good hands right now. And it's funny, like, we don't know much. And we're just learning more about these fighters that are out there. But, like, it's, ex- it's an exciting time. we got some good fighters out there, man. And, and I think the sport is in a good place based on just like, just like a card like this on a Saturday afternoon. A ton of these are all, like, just like pretty close to ranked fighters on, in every single fight. Well, does that mean Jordan now watches the prelims? I, actually, the ones I was talking about were actually I did see all the finishes. I did I did see that uh, but only uh, because they have cards, right? They oh, well, everyone, only if they have cards. Everyone had Wikipedia yeah. pages, Eddie. It's you know those look, are, those are the days. You know I like that. Look at you. So, but, but uh, you know I did love the timing of this too, because it's Saturday afternoon, and you know it feels like the time you would go to watch a baseball game or you would sit around and watch football. And I don't know why they don't do this more often, especially with the smaller cards, the pay per views. Leave them at night. They're great. But move around the, uh, the smaller cards. It's a, it's a good way to catch people. Yeah. Uh, just real quick, Shane Burgos, he beat Charles Jordan. Lauren Murphy nice. defeated Misha Tate. Uh, this was Tate's flyweight debut. Uh, she's one and two since coming back from retirement. Obviously a good win it, by Lauren Murphy, though. It might be time for Misha to hang them back up. Yeah, I, I kind know, of She agree. really got worked. She did. She, I, her face looked horrible after this fight. It didn't feel like it was that bad in the moment. But as soon as the fight was over, I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't realize yeah. it was that bad. Lauren Murphy is now 6-1 and one in her last seven fights. That one losses to Valentina Shevchenko. That happened at UFC 266. Gosh, you would think that. And you know, I did hear Lauren Murphy talk that she was sick and that she probably should have pulled out of that fight against Valentina uh, when it happened. But she didn't anyways. I mean, that's kind of maybe her angling for a rematch. But, gosh, I don't know if they go that way. Uh, Ricky Simone defeated oh, Jack Shore. Yeah. That's another prospect, man. Shore came in 15-0. and uh, a hot prospect, ranked in the top 15. Uh, Ricky Simone has now put together five wins in a row. He defeated Rafael Asuncao, called out Sean O'Malley after the fight. Love that. He's not going to get it right now, probably, because uh, you know O'Malley's probably going to have to run it back with Pedro Munoz. But that, that's not yeah. a bad call out right there. Bill Algio defeated Herbert Burns. Herbert Burns was exhausted. Did you see that? Like, didn't even want to move. Like, just had it. It was all done. Took yeah, 20 seconds of the, after the round to get to his corner. Yeah, you got to wonder what was going on in his life before this to be in such poor shape. Well, you know, this was originally supposed to be the Battle of the Bills, right? Bill Aljo versus Billy Quarantillo. Uh, and Herbert Burns was actually, he was supposed to be fighting on this fight card. And then, you know, Quarantillo and Herbert Burns' opponent pulled out. So maybe it was, hey, Herbert Burns a kind of, I don't know, adrenaline dump, but like not in the moment, but like maybe that, that has something to do with it. Who knows? Yeah, well, was he sick? Did something, you know, bad weight cut? I don't know what happened, but yeah. yeah. Sucks to see. Uh, last thing I wanted to mention, Dustin Jacoby 
Uh, he defeated Daung Jung. Uh, first round KO. It was a good shot. I don't know if you saw this one, though, Eddie. I don't think Jacoby should have... Uh, should have walked off the way he did. So he caught him. He saw him fall back down. And then he immediately, Dong Jun popped kind of right back up. And, and the ref stops in to, to stop the fight. I don't think the fight changes. I don't think that, you know, Dustin Jacoby doesn't come down. Maybe he just saved him from, from getting some bombs dropped on him. But sometimes, yeah. you know, you, maybe you don't want to, you know, leave it to a walk-off because walk-offs are cool. Maybe, sometimes you just got to come in and finish that fight and, and let the ref pull off now. Uh, this yeah, is, I was this, say, did, you, did you see uh, Bigfoot Silva? I didn't. He fought. He fought again two weeks after getting knocked out, mm. and he suffered basically a standing KO, where the guy just like he's just wailing on him, like two or three straight shots to the jaw, with him standing there with his almost his hands down, and that's the thing you don't want to see, and that's why the referees jump in, and also it's why people should retire. Yeah, maybe no. Bigfoot needs to go to grappling. Yeah, we, we know stick that. With that. Uh, all right, so hey, one thing that that's UFC on ABC in Long Island. Fun card. Anticlimactic finish. Uh, but I want to mention yeah. one thing that we didn't get a chance to talk to because we were gone, because we didn't, we didn't have a show last week. Uh, the battle of the Rafael versus Rafael. We saw that. Yes. Uh, Rafael Fiziev. He had a fifth-round victory over Rafael Dos Anjos. Uh, I like, I like Fiziev. I think he is a really – I think he's a top guy. I think he's going to be very good. I, I like the – I don't – I hate the call-out of Rafael Nadal. Uh, I love the call-out afterwards of Justin Gaethje. Um <laughs> He's ranked seventh now, but I think he's the real deal, man. I, I like it. You know, Gaethje obviously ranked third. Uh, Fiziev is ranked seventh. So obviously it's a step up. And uh, But we talked about like this few. There's a new breed of fighters coming. Islam Makachev. We know what he's – we'll talk about him next in a little bit. Uh, we know what's upcoming for him. But Fiziev, uh, Matus Gamrot, Armin Sarukian. I like either Gamrot or, or Fiziev for, for Justin Gaethje. But like the fight, I mean, the, we're in good hands, man. And I like what uh, Fiziev said after the fight. It might have been uh, in the post-fight show um, that the top five needs new blood. Yeah. You know, they were trying to say, match him up against, oh, oh should he fight uh, Sarukian or Gamrod or Dariush? He's like, no, he wants to fight someone in the top five. Maybe let um, Gamrod fight someone in the top five. There needs to be some change up there. All these same guys just keep fighting each other. Yeah, pull these guys no out. change. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I like that. No, I like it. I, I like the uh, the light uh, the lightweight division. There's a lot. He's going to be Jaylen, a tough out for Jalen Turner is someone who's good in that division as well. I mean, it's, there's yeah. some great fights out there, man. I, I'm really excited about that. Uh, Eddie, there was also some boxing over the weekend, though. Oh, tell me about it. Ryan Garcia. I don't know if you saw that. There was like these guys got in each other's face going into the weekend. Ryan Garcia defeated yeah. Javier I was watching Fortuna track. in a. It was a dominant six round KO. Uh, there's 11,000 fans in uh, in LA. Uh, he got knockdowns in the fourth round, the fifth round, and the sixth round. Now, the obvious wow. fight to make next is Ryan Garcia versus Tank Davis. But the problem is, is Tank Davis, he fights at 135. And Garcia says, you know, he's fighting, this fight was at 140. He says he's not going back to 135. And so Tank, you know, Tank is much smaller. I think it's like 5'5", five, five, compared to Garcia's like 5'10". Uh, you know, if Tank is willing to go up, now this is a fight that these guys have gone back and forth with. Uh, so that's one of the issues. The other issue, right, is maybe a little bit lesser of an issue. Garcia is with Golden Boy MMA, or excuse me, Golden Boy, not Golden Boy Boxing, <laughs> uh, Oscar De La Hoya's uh, company. And, uh, and Tank Davis is with, I think it's PBC. And so he's on, uh, Garcia's on DAZN, PBC's on Showtime. And so, you know, we, we've seen different promoters work together before, but so that's something they could overcome. But if Tank doesn't want to go up, doesn't want to put the weight on, and doesn't want to fight a guy who is, you know, five inches taller than him at a higher weight, then, you know, maybe this fight doesn't happen. And, and Garcia said that himself. Like, look, if Tank doesn't want to come up, then I'll fight another 140-pounder. Well, you can't blame him. That's what weight classes are for. But you can't call your old neighbor and just have him make it happen. 
I, you just know what? Pick up the phone and say, "Hey, Oscar, listen, I know you're busy snorting things, but I need you to put that allegedly. Down. Let's 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 make sure we say that allegedly. <laughs> put down the rolled up dollar bill and just make the fight happen. No, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm, I shouldn't even say that. No, you should. But you know, if that doesn't happen, I'd love to see Javante maybe drop to 130 and take on Shakur Stevenson. That would be a fun one. Uh, and but you know, and he's got the what the regular championship, the WBA, WBA regular lightweight championship. It's the only one that Devin Haney doesn't hold because he has a super championship. So, you know, Javon's title is basically, you know, a secondary thing in the first place. But that would be fun to see. Yep. Eddie, you know, I think I think when you really look at it, boxing, right, between, like, these guys, Tank Davis, Ryan Garcia, Devin Haney, Shakur Stevenson, uh, you know, we talk about the heavyweights, the, Tyson Fury, Anthony the Joshua, the Charlos out there. Uh, Canelo. Know, Jake Paul. You know, boxing's in a good place. Alexander Usyk, how are you going to leave out the heavyweight champion? I was waiting for you to call me out for saying Jake Paul puts boxing in a good place. That's what I was, I was trying to ignore say. it. So. I was trying to ignore it. All right, guys, that is UFC on ABC3. It's a little bit of boxing. And, guys, you're listening to Fight Night right here on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com. We will be right back. It's What's Up With That. Woke up this morning and I got out of bed. Had a big old cup of coffee to clear my head. Been home for a while and that's where I'm at. But we can still jam on What's Up With That. Ooh-wee. What's up with that? What's up with that? Ooh-wee. What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up with that? Welcome back to Fight Night, the MMA show of Texas. I'm Eddie, that's Jordan. We're on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com. And Jordan, there's lots of news, so I'm going to stop talking and get right into it. Nate Diaz spoke with Ariel Helwani last week about his latest contract issues. What's up with that? So wouldn't you know, Nate Diaz did some Nate Diaz things, said some Nate Diaz things. Uh, he continues to ask for his release. Uh, this time At least he, he didn't slap anybody. He, he did a long, uh, what an hour-long interview with Ariel. Uh, obviously, some classic Nate responses. He talked about, uh, hey, the only people that are worthy for him to fight in the UFC are guys like uh, Francis Ngannou and Israel Adesanya. <laughs> that they're holding him hostage. That they are putting him on ice. That they want him to fight Connor. He doesn't believe that Connor uh, deserves a fight with him. Connor hasn't won, and and, uh, and Nate, all he does is win. And you know, when you're in the streets and you don't get finished, that means you don't, uh, you know, you don't lose fights. I think Connor actually feels that way as well. Um, he said okay. that, uh, you know, they offered him Hamza. He just wants to get out of there. He, he wants to come and he, and he actually said like, he actually said good things about the UFC. He's like, Hey, I don't have like, I like Dana White. I like, um, you know, the UFC and I appreciate what they've done for me, but like, I got to go, I got to go right now. Maybe I'll come back. But right now, I mean, I just need to get my, my offer done and, and I got to get out of here. Uh, I want to, I want to go box. I want to go do other things. And, you know, you talked about possibly Jake Paul. Uh, there's a lot going on that, that, uh, you know, Nate would be interested in. Uh, after the fight on Saturday night, Dana was asked about this. Hey, you're holding Nate Diaz hostage. He's a little upset talking so much about Nate Diaz. Uh, but, you know, Dana said, look, I, can't, I cannot hold these guys hostage. I have to let him. I have to give him three fights a year or I have to pay him. Uh, which, you know, sometimes you think about it like when Dana says, or I have to pay him. You know, if he thinks that maybe, um, you know, Nate and Connor could happen, maybe the right idea is to pay him. Right. Don't let him leave. Maybe he's just paying the money and uh, and pay him for one fight because you think you can make so much more. Uh, but Nate came back and said, look, right. he hasn't been offered a fight in, in this whole year. So maybe they're going to offer him the fights at the end of the year, but they're not offering him anything right now. 
And he's missing out on an opportunity to fight Jake Paul because we know uh, Nate slapped around one of Jake's friends or something, some podcast guy. Yeah. Nelk something. I, 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 don't, think, I, don't know I think those are Dana's is. friends, actually, the Nelk boys. I think they might be friends with Jake, too. Yep. Apparently, Jake, Jake Paul's upset about it. You know, I hate the fact that I'm even talking about that. Let's move on yeah. to another, uh, to another um, barely uh, sustainable fighter guy. Watch speaking of a possible... Speaking of a possible Nate Diaz fight, the Notorious is back, Jordan. What's up with that? Yeah, so Connor is back training at SBG Ireland. Uh, Coach John Kavanaugh, uh, this is the first time, obviously, since he broke his leg against Dustin Poirier last July. Uh, you know, he, uh, Kavanaugh said that they are rolling, that, that Connor looks good. Um, but we'll see, right? Obviously, he's still back into training, so he's got to test out that leg. Uh, you know, you think about, you know, Connor obviously is still relevant. He is still important in the division. And even though On I think Twitter. he's ranked like 11th or 12th in the, in the division, any fight, you know, any fighter would like to fight him. Michael Chandler would love to fight Conor McGregor. I think he probably holds out to, oh, yeah. to have had that fight. Uh, Fiziev should have take, shot a shot with Conor. You know, they were going back and forth last week about kicks. Uh, Conor's ranked 12th, right? So, you know, maybe the Tony Ferguson fight, who's Tony Ferguson's right in front of him. Maybe that makes sense. You know, McNuggets don't, don't and, and Tony Ferguson could happen. Don't, don't, don't tease but me, man. Don't, don't, don't do that. But Conor is no. back, baby. Let's let's hope so. And apparently he you know he put on a lot of weight, so we'll see if he's able to actually drop back down to 155 like normal, or if he chooses to fight at 170, yeah. which uh, opens up a whole new can of worms. That will be interesting. That that is something that uh, we'll have to find out what happens there. Yeah. Now uh, while we're on the subject of guys who are getting up there, Yuri Prochaska has made it known that he wants to face, uh, made it known who he wants to face in his next UFC title defense. What's up with that? Yeah, so Yuri took to Instagram, and he told the world that, look, he thought about it. He wants to offer Glover Teixeira the rematch for the title. He's not happy with the performance that he had back at their fight last in, in June in Singapore at UFC 275. He wants to yeah, prove he that he is a dominant champion. Now, remember, he was winning that fight. Uh, not at all, right? He was losing that fight no. until the very end. He, he submitted him uh, right, I think, like 30 seconds left in the fight. And uh, he was able to get that submission on uh, on Glover. Uh, obviously, one person who was not happy. Well, it's a couple people. You're going to be one of them. Uh, one other person who's not happy is uh, Jan Blachowicz. Uh, if you remember, Yuri and Jan kind of went back and forth right after the fight. Uh, and then Jan called out Yuri. Yuri came back and said, look, I think that the most dangerous fighter in the division is Jan. He's the one I'd like to fight. And then maybe Glover. Uh, but uh, Jan is over there saying that uh, he broke the warrior code. That he called out him. And they were going to fight, and then uh, then Yuri kind of he feels like Yuri took the easy way out by going after a guy he already beat. Um, now you got Jan out there talking about he's trying to fight. Maybe maybe he'll welcome Kamaru Usman to the division. Maybe he'll cut down and and go fight uh, Izzy at one eighty five. What do you think, Eddie? I have to agree that uh, Petroska did kind of break the warrior code, but saying that fighting someone easier when Glover basically worked him for four and a half rounds. Maybe I don't know. I, I will say that that might have been ad lib by me. I cannot guarantee that he said that he's fighting. Because maybe Jan, if I was Jan, I probably well, you wouldn't know, you say. Know he thinks it anyway. I wouldn't say that you picked an easier fighter for the guy that just beat you. So, right, that doesn't make sense. Uh, Eddie, one thing for certain, your pick, Magomed Ankalaev. He is not getting a title <sighs> shot this year. He will not be champion Man. in twenty twenty two. All because these guys want to take the easy road, right, Jordan? Golly. Well, he's got a tough fight. He's still got to fight Anthony Smith uh, next week in uh, in Dallas. Well, I'm at the champ, but yeah. Um, now, Jordan, speaking of taking the road out, Tommy Fury, I hate that I'm talking about this. Tommy Fury is out of his fight with Jake Paul. Um, so, Jake Paul has a new opponent for August the 6th. What's up with that? Yeah, so Jake Paul 
and Tommy Fury were supposed to fight Madison Square Garden main event August 6th. Uh, Fury, you know, he, he we talked about this a few weeks ago. He wasn't able to get in the country. Uh, he's, he was saying that his visa was being denied. Uh, Tommy Fury, or excuse me, uh, his father has come out and said, look, that he didn't want to fight. He wasn't in good shape, but he, you don't know what's kind of going on. But Paul has moved on. Jake Paul is moving on. He is now fighting uh, Hassin Ratman Jr., the son of the former heavyweight champion who, who you know, defeated Lennox Lewis. Uh, you know, Jake Paul has said that, look, this is going to be a, a bigger fight. He's bigger. He's stronger. He's more experienced. He's 12-1. and one, And the one loss he has is to Tommy Morrison's son. Um, but he has over 100 amateur fights. Now, this is a big step up in competition. And, and Jake Paul, who's only 5-0 and oh, over a basketball player, a YouTuber, and a couple of MMA guys, this is a big chunk. Like He may lose, very well lose this fight. These guys have actually sparred together. This video of these guys you know, going back and forth at this, at each other. So I'm actually interested in this. This is a, this is a big fight. And... You know, Jake Paul, we'll see if, if this was the right move to, to fight a guy like this early. And we'll see what happens, right? Does this, if he loses this fight, is it, are we derailed? Is this all over? Is the, is the Jake Paul experience over? Well, we learned from Conor McGregor losing fights that no, it's probably not over because he has social media. But also, even Jake Paul's current sparring partner thinks it's a bad move for him. Yeah, I saw that. Even he says he, this is someone he should be fighting like 10 fights into his pro career and not five half fights. So could it end the whole, the whole hype train? Possibly, but I, I doubt it. Uh, it'll be fun to see him get knocked out, though. Yeah, you want that. I do want that. I hate talking about this. You know what else I hate, Jordan? The cost of ESPN Plus is going up like 40%. What the hell's up with that? Eddie, we are at the highest inflation rates in the last four decades. Money's tight, Eddie. But right. ESPN has increased the price of ESPN Plus. 2020, they were $4.99. 2021, they moved up to $5.99, then $6.99. Now they're going to be $9.99 a month. $10 a month, Eddie. If you go for a year, it's going to be $99.99. But it's expensive, man. It's expensive. If you want to be, if you want to get, you know, pay for ESPN Plus, buy it for the year. If you want to buy all the pay-per-views, it's expensive to be a UFC fan. I hate to be that guy to say this out loud, but this is only going to lead to more uh, illegal streaming. Especially because, you know, at some point at the beginning of the year, whenever they normally do it, they're going to raise the price of pay-per-views too. Yeah. Because that's just what, and apparently that's an ESPN thing, not a UFC thing. So what is it now? Seventy five? It's seventy four. Yeah, seventy four ninety nine. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if that goes up. So, that goes up about five dollars every year too. Yeah, so that's going to go up to eighty, and that's just going to lead to more streaming. It's like, fellas, sometimes you got to bring the price down to lure people in, not just jack it up on everybody. Yep. But what do I know? I do know that the PFL—they've talked about pay-per-views, but now they're launching a European league. Launching a European league. What's up with that, George? Yeah, so we know that the U that the PFL is going to be doing some of the playoffs in the UK. Uh, so they're continuing their expansion internationally, and they announced the launch of the PFL Europe that's going to start in 2023. Uh, they announced it last week that there's going to be qualifying bouts that will take place at PFL 8 and PFL 9 next month. Uh, and then PFL Europe contracts will be at stake. Uh, the announcement also stated that PFL Europe events will exclusively take place in European countries broadcast and stream primetime in Europe and feature European fighters. So that means I have to wake up. Now, I have to wake up early or I have to watch it at inopportune times for me, Eddie? Well, number one, it kind of sounds like a contender series for Europe. Okay. 
But also, do you watch KSW? No. So I won't be watching this? Yeah. Yeah. I won't be watching this one either. Okay. But when they show up in the actual PFL tournaments, I'll be paying attention. Yeah, and we'll go, oh, that guy's from, okay, cool. Oh, another European guy. He could have just been a European guy. Who would have known? I would have known. Maybe it's like old Strike Force Challengers events. Now, Jordan, this one, this last one is actually pretty big, and it could affect a lot of people. The UFC is paying lobbyists big bucks to defeat legislation that could affect fighters' employee status. What's up with that? Yeah, so there's two bills specifically that the UFC is, is you know, pumping money into, H.R. 842 and S420. Uh, these bills are known as the Protecting the Rights to Organize Act of 2021. And the form actually specifically lists, it says, employment status of mixed martial artist. And, and so that's an issue, obviously, for the UFC. We know that the UFC fighters are independent contractors and such that they don't, you know, they don't get some of the rights that an employee would get. Uh, so this is what it says now, uh, that an individual performing any service shall be considered an employee, except as provided in the previous sentence, and not an independent contractor unless, A, the individual is free from control and direction in connection with the performance of the service, both under the contract for the performance of service and in fact. Uh, the service is performed outside the usual course of business of the employer and the individual is customarily engaged in an independent, established trade, occupation, profession, or business of the same nature as that involved in the service performed. So there's a lot kind of going on and to unpack this. Obviously, the UFC wants to continue to um, you know, identify their employees as, or their, excuse me, the fighters as independent contractors and not employees. <laughs> and you said it. And so that's their, you know, so they're trying to um, change those rights a little bit. And so they're pumping money into that. Now, you think, you know, it's tough, right? You want the fighters to be paid as much as possible, and you and you don't want some of the same things that happen in boxing to happen in the MMA. We've, I think maybe we've got to come to to some sort of agreement, some kind of middle ground. Um, yeah, we, we got to figure out what's the right thing in the middle for everybody. And the right thing isn't pumping millions of dollars into lobbyists to defeat this legislation, just to stop from giving guys health insurance. Is it giving two hundred fifty thousand dollars as a birthday gift to somebody, one of the Nuck boys? Don't get me started. All right, Eddie, let me hit you with... With a, a throw around money. Yeah, let me hit you with some new fights. Cynthia Calvillo versus Nina Nunes has been moved to UFC San Diego. Uh, Joaquin mm. Buckley versus Nasruddin Imamov. Uh, he's fighting in UFC Paris. Giga Chikatse versus uh, Sudik Youssef. You got Brendan Allen versus Christoph Jotko. Uh, Mackenzie Dern versus Jan Shionan. That's a great fight right there. Ooh, that's uh, good. Yeah. And a couple bangers, Eddie. Charles Oliveira... Versus Islam Makachev. Charles will get pay-per-view points, just so you know. Uh, for the vacant lightweight title, UFC 280, Abu Dhabi. Hear me rubbing my October, hands I'd hear it. October 22nd. Uh, and then Bilal Muhammad versus Sean Brady. That's another great fight. Sean Brady's been trying to fight up. Bilal Muhammad has been trying to fight up. He's going to have to fight back. Sean Brady is a baller. He's like, he is game. I'm looking forward. He is a guy that could be a champion. So there's some good things happening, guys. That is... What's up with that? That is new fights, guys. You're listening to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com, and we will be right back. Until next time. Hey, 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 hey. What's up with that? What's up with that? Welcome back to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com. That is Eddie. I am Jordan. You can follow us both at Fight Night ATX 
on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Eddie, we're one week away. You are going to be in Dallas for UFC 277. Yes, Brandon Moreno and versus Stu. Kai Cara France for the flyweight interim title. Uh, and then you got, uh, in the main event, Juliana Pena versus Amanda Nunez. Next week, we're going to talk all about it. We should probably have Stu uh, either before or after back on the show to talk uh, UFC 277. But before we get there, yeah. there's a big weekend in fights, man. I, I'm actually pumped for this weekend. UFC London, not just because Patty the Batty is fighting Jordan Levitt. And you just want to see how much more your cards are. And I have a monetary value that's tied to that. But yes, I do. But Tom Aspinall versus Curtis Blades, the main event. Curtis Blades coming off of two wins, uh, Chris Dacus and Jarzinho Rosenstruck. And then Tom Aspinall, the prospect who, you know, continues to impress, continues to rise up the rankings. Uh, this is the fight that, man, I, I've been waiting to see. I've been wanting to see just kind of how good is Tom Aspinall. Tom Aspinall, he's ranked sixth. Curtis Blades is ranked fourth. Uh, gosh, Tom Aspinall can do it all. He can submit guys. You know, this, this, listen to the last, you know, he's on a, I think, an eight-fight win streak. Uh, submission, TKO, submission, TKO, 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 KO. The last time he lost, he lost because of a DQ illegal downward elbow. Who does oh. that sound like? Sounds like John Jones. One skinny John Jones. Tom yeah. Aspinall, man, he is he's good. And this is for a chance for us to see just how good he is. And dude, if this, if he is really if he beats Curtis Blades, you gotta think he is fighting for a title within the year. Before 2023 ends, he will fight for a title. Yeah, those submission wins are good, but uh you gotta think those more from the top. Will he be able to handle Curtis Blades from the bottom? Is yeah, the question. That's what's his be wrestling tough. is gonna get tested. That yeah. is, is gonna be the challenge. And, and so I'm I'm excited to see that. I think it's going to be Gosh, it's going to be a fun fight, man. It's, it's, I think Tom Aspinall is the real deal. And, it, you know, we had magic last time the UFC was in London when the way he finished uh, Volkov right there in, in the first round. Maybe we see it again, but it's, uh, I'm excited. I think I like Tom Aspinall. Yeah, I have a feeling Curtis Blades is going to send the home crowd uh, home sad. That could be rough. Uh, Jack Hermanson. But the, the walkout's going to be great. Yeah. Jack Hermanson versus Chris Curtis. This was supposed to be Darren Till. Darren Till gets injured. Chris Curtis, oh. man, this is the guy that retired twice in one night. He's retired three times total. Uh, this is Chris Curtis. He retired in the PFL. Then remember, uh, he fought Magomed, Magomed Karamov. Oh, yeah. He lost to him. And then Magomed was injured. So he had to go back in and fight Ray Cooper. He lost again. Then he retired again. Since that time, he has won seven fights in a row, including the last three fights in the UFC. Rodolfo Vieira, Brendan Allen, Phil Haas. He's stepping in on short notice. That could be a fun fight. Uh, I've already mentioned Patty Pimblett versus Jordan Levitt. Jordan Levitt has promised that he will twerk over Patty Pimblett when he finishes wow. him. Wow. You got uh, – that, yeah, that'll be interesting. That, that'll make you cheer for Patty. Yeah, I will be. Uh, Nikita just, Krylov. Just, not, just to not see that. Yeah. Oh, versus that. Alexander Gustafson. Uh, Molly good. McCann versus Honey, uh, Hannah Goldie. I feel bad for yeah. Molly McCann. How are you going to top that spinning elbow knockout that you did last time in UFC London? Uh, it's going to be so tough to do that. Uh, and then you got Paul Craig versus Volkan Ozdemir. Paul Craig, another rising game. prospect. Volkan, I think is like the Bear Jew, right? That's that's uh, a yeah, yeah. I mean, Paul, he's good too, man. They're, Against no time. This is a it's a great fight card, man. I'm excited. And then you look at the prelims: Mark Diakesi, uh, Nathaniel Ward versus Charles Rosa, Maquan Americani, uh, Jai Herbert. This is just Nicholas Dalby. I mean, overall, this is a fun night of fights. I'm looking forward to UFC London. Uh, but that's not all. You got Bellator this weekend. Uh, well, you know, real quick, yeah, go ahead. London, London is getting some hellacious cards in the next month. 
because you got Bellator and PFL going there at the end of like mid-August at the same night. So add that on top of UFC like a month before. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Over in Bellator, you mentioned Bellator, uh, Douglas Lima on a three-fight losing streak, but that's okay. Uh, Gegard Mousasi, Yaroslav Amosov, and, and Michael Page. He's fighting Jason Jackson. Uh, Jackson, you know, he has wins over Paul Daly, Neiman Gracie, Benson Henderson, Jordan Mean. Oh, so what's his nickname? Ah, uh, he's he kicks something. Oh, okay. <laughs> you got uh, Usman Nurmagomedov and uh, Eddie. Outside of that, we got also got one championship and Invicta oh. as well. Oh yeah, one they got the uh, middleweight championship uh, Friday morning from Singapore. If you uh, if you can get up early, usually there. Um, main event kicks off around 8, 8.30-ish our time. So that's middleweight championship between Rainer de Ritter and Vitaly Bigdash. And then Wednesday night, Invicta is in Denver, headlined by Tanisha Tennant defending her bantamweight championship against Olga Rubin. And Invicta is always fun to keep an eye on because they will be the future stars of the USC women's divisions. Yeah, so overall, there's no real boxing. Next time we have boxing is going to be Jake Paul. Uh, he's fighting August 6th. But, man, this Ugh. is going to be – it's a good weekend, man. I'm so excited. I think it's – Early morning, it'll be on ESPN Plus for, for UFC London. Check it out. There's going to be a lot of good fights on that card. I'm pumped for it. And, and Eddie, like I always say, watch the prelims. Oh, oh, you say that. Oh, yeah, actually, I don't say that. But yeah, this I'm one... Gonna have to ke- I'm going to have to catch this one back on ESPN Plus because I'll be in South Padre. Oh, nice. On Saturday. So, yeah. Well, long drive, but it'll be fun. Well, Eddie, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy uh, the rest of the weekend. Get ready for UFC London. Guys, thank you so much for listening. We are proud to be the MMA show of Texas. Tell your friends. Uh, sports guys talking wrestling. Coming up next, Justin and Stu. Follow us at Fight Night ATX on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Have a great rest of the week. We'll talk to you later. Stay safe. Be nice to each other. Stay positive and love your life. And if we ever didn't thank you, let us do it now. Happy trails to you till we meet again.